Hi there. So excited that you're here today, that you've joined me. Jesus wants to show us today who we are and how who we are actually matters in our relationship with him and affects our eternity with him as well. Let's just acknowledge him and get going here, Jesus. We thank you that you want to show us truth. We thank you that you want an intimate relationship with us, that you care so much for us. And so we thank you just for teaching us and preparing us to be with you that day and warning us that we're not ready. We love you. Give you all the glory in your name. So, you know, he's been warning us over and over again. We're not ready. We think we're ready, but we're not ready. And um, I want to tell you a story. I had this friend when I was a teenager or somewhere around that time. And we were drinking and we were in a car accident. And my hood covered my front window so I couldn't see to go anywhere. And of course, um, she was like, take off, take off. And when I didn't, of course, I couldn't see to take off. I'd be silly. And um, just ready to suffer my consequences. And she, she took off. She left. Just when I could have used a friend, she took off. And um, God was reminding me of her when he pointed out where our relationship was at one time. I really needed something from him. And um, he was showing me that so often I was going to him just when I needed something. I was a fair-weathered friend like she was. When she wanted a ride, she didn't drive. She called me when she wanted something. She called me. If she didn't need anything, I didn't hear from her. And that's what God says that we do. And, you know, we do. He's, he's right. We go to him because we need stuff. We get desperate. And then he answers our prayers. And then we're right back to where we are. And he's saying he needs us to care about him. Just like he cares about us. Not just to go to him when we need something, but go to him because we want to be with him. Go to him because we care about him. We care about what he cares about. And we don't. I mean, really, if you do a self-exam, how often do you just show up and say, God, is there anything I can do for you today? God, what's bothering you today? Maybe you're thinking, what's bothering him? Yeah, he's going through stuff, but we don't even know it because we don't have time for him. We have all these other things going on. You know, it's like he was even showing me this, like the rich man. He came to Jesus. He said, what must I do, master, to have eternal life? And Jesus said, you know the commands. And he said, I do all the commands. And he said, well, there's something you lack. And he loved the man when he told him that he needed to sell his stuff and give it to the poor and then walk the walk I walk. And that's what Jesus is asking us to do. The same thing. Walk the walk, I walk. But so often we get that far. We get to that place where we feel like Jesus is asking us to do something uncomfortable. And we walk away, just like that man did. And even get offended. That man was offended. He walked away. You know, he thought, give my stuff away. Are you kidding me? And walk the walk. Excuse me. Walk the walk you walk. I mean, Jesus didn't... Um, he did, he wasn't into luxuries, and I'm sure he didn't go without. We know he didn't go without, but he traveled, and maybe that didn't look so inviting. You know, the rich man was into his stuff, 
And that's what made him who he was. And Jesus was asking him to lay that down, to lay down that Band-Aid that covered up his insecurities and then live um, on the street or whatever, you know, he was thinking. It just didn't look inviting for him. And so he got offended and he walked away. Um, I read something the other day I'll share with you. And someone said, I have all the money I need to buy anything I need. There's nothing that I can't buy. And so maybe that's how this rich man was. And if I give away all my stuff, then how am I going to feel good about myself? How am I going to get that stuff that makes me feel good about myself? How am I going to pet my flesh if I walk that walk? He's walking. And Jesus was inviting him to be his disciple. And he's inviting you today to be his disciple. Jesus put down his life. For us. He loved us. And we say we love him. We love the Lord our God with all our heart, all our soul, and all our mind, yet we're not willing to put things down for him. What if he asked you to put down that piece of cake? What if he asked you to put that down? And why would he? Because it's not good for you? Because it's your God? He's got a reason because he loves you. He loves you. He always tells you something to do for him because he loves you. Matthew 16, 23, Jesus turned away from Peter and said to him, get behind me, Satan. You're in my way. Because Jesus was telling him what he was going to do, what he was going to go through. And Peter didn't want that to happen because he loved Jesus, but he didn't understand. And then his disciple, he said to his disciples, if anyone desires to be my disciple, let him deny himself, disregard, lose sight of, and forget about himself and his own interests, and take up his cross and follow me. Leave steadfastly to me, conform wholly to my example in living, and if need be, in dying. For whoever is bent on saving his temporary life, his comfort and security here will lose eternal life. And whoever loses his life, his comfort and security here, for my sake, shall find it everlasting. You know, God was asking me to put some things down and put some things aside. And it seemed really hard. It seemed like the things he was asking me to do were extreme. But what he was saying is lay down this temporary life and be my disciple. Be concerned about what I'm concerned about. He's coming, and it's not his will that one should perish, and many are perishing. And he's saying, will you care? Will you care about what I care about? Will you forget about all those things you wanted to do today, all those things you wanted to buy, that job you wanted to work at? Will you lay that aside and be my disciple? That's what he's saying to all of us. We desire to be his disciple. And then he said, if you are bent on saving this life, you're going to miss eternity, right? It says, um, for whoever's bent on saving his temporary life here, his comfort and his security shall lose eternal life. And whoever loses his life, his comfort and security here, for my sake, shall find everlasting life. So this is a temporary place. And it's about God bringing in his children. It's about us making a choice. And Jesus is saying, if you're my disciple, if you care about what I care about, 
if you want to know what I'm going through right now, because I'm in pain, that my people aren't choosing me or that they don't know. And the ones that do know have gods before me. They're doing other things and they don't have time for me. They don't want to really be my disciple. They're, they're just like, we're just like the, the Pharisees or hypocrites. Say we love Jesus, we go to church and, you know, we say all the right thing, we act the right way because we follow someone else and not really Jesus. So we're thinking we're doing all this right stuff. But really, we don't know Jesus. We don't know what he's thinking. We're a fair-weathered friend. We go to him when we need something. And, you know, pretty soon I'll tell you that um, when you go to him and you turn him down enough, you put him off enough times. Um, we talked about that other day. the other day. You put him off enough times, and he's going to start putting you off. Because what you sow is what you reap. If you love him with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind, then you really love him, and you're going to give him time. You're going to care about what he cares about, and you're going to want to help him out. Right? When you have kids, they take over your life, and you, you give things up for them because you love them, and that's what Jesus is asking you to do is give things up for him and come into that closer relationship and start giving instead of just taking from him, just going to him when you need something, just using him. That's what people do. They just think, you know, this is it. God did this for me, and and he's going to keep doing this for me, and it's all about me, and pretty soon we're all prideful, and we don't even know God. We just thought we did. The rich man thought he was doing all, all the commands. He couldn't even see without Jesus telling him. Good thing he went to Jesus to find out. Some people don't even get that far, but then when he got there, he denied Jesus. When, when you love somebody, you become a part of them. And he's asking us to be a part of him. And, um, you know, he, he always puts this question in my mind to ask people, what is your vision for eternity? What are you thinking? You're going to live forever with who? With a fair-weathered friend? Someone you just use? Someone you go to when you just want something? Consider what you're saying and what you're doing. And I didn't know this about myself until he started showing me. And he asked me to put down, put things aside for him. And it really started when I was going to him for a really big thing. And he, he said I was a fair weather friend. He called me out. And I didn't like how that sounded. And I didn't want to be his fair weathered friend. I wanted to care about him. And I prayed that I could be as faithful to him as he is to me. And he started helping me with that. And I prayed that I'm going to make it to heaven. I asked him to help me. I asked him to correct me. You know, he's going to tell you, he's going to answer your prayers. He knows your heart, and he's going to do what you ask him to do. Whatever you ask him to do, he's going to do that. And it might feel a little uncomfortable at first because we, his way isn't the same as our way. It, it isn't. And so we got to learn his way. He said, my way is higher than your way. And our way is low. It, we don't live by high standards like he does. His, his standard is love. And so what he's saying is, you need to love me. Like I love you. Care about what I care about. I care about what you care about. 
there's not a minute that goes by that he's not thinking of his children and putting them first. He put them first when he gave his son. He put us first. His mind is always on us, and our mind is on things and stuff and not caring. He's going through a hard time right now because he's coming, and many of his children are going to perish. We say, Lord, Lord. And he said, not everyone who calls me Lord is going to enter into the kingdom of heaven. But those who obey me, those who love me, that's what he's saying. Those who love me and are engaged in what I'm engaged in. You're a part of what he's a part of. You're into his life. You know what's going on with him. You talk to him. He tells you how he feels. He asks you, he's going to ask you to go for him. He's going to ask you to be his disciple. And he said, if you won't lay down your life, you, can have, you, don't, you won't have any part of him. But he said, Jesus wants you to know him very well. He wants you to know what he's thinking and how he's feeling. He wants to know that he's important enough to you that you'll lay things aside. In his time of need, it's time for him to come. And many of his children are perishing. And he needs your help. He needs you to be his hands, his feet, his voice. He needs you to tell people who he is. And how are you going to do that when you don't even know who he is? When the most important thing in your life is happening in your world all the time, you're distracted from him. And that's the enemy's plan. When Jesus called me, I was sewing, I was creating. Um, I, I like to recreate my house and all kinds of stuff. And he asked me, remember, when he asked me to give away my sewing machine, I was learning about how giving and he'll get back to you, press down, shaking together and running over. So I thought he was going to give me a better machine. But finally, he got his point across to me, speaking of his ways being higher than our ways. He got his point across to me is he wanted me to lay it down and work for him. And I said, yes. And that's what he's asking you to do. You got a part. There's something he has for you to do. He put a gift, a talent on the inside of you. And he's asking you to use that for his favor, for his children, to love your neighbor for him. If you love him with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind, you're going to care about what he cares about, and he cares about those around you. And he's going to ask you to put things aside to do his work. This life is temporary. So if you don't put it aside, you're just having this temporary satisfaction anyway. And everything is going to burn. Everything's going to melt. All things you're hanging on to here are going to end anyway. And we don't know when. It could be tomorrow. could be today. could be next week. I don't know if it's going to be a year or two or five. But whatever it is... If you're not doing what he called you to do, you're not ready. If you leave here, you're still going to be judged. You leave here before he gets here. So he's asking you today, will you be more than a fair-weathered friend and, and understand that a fair-weathered friend is not someone that lives with Jesus forever? We talk about relationship, but we get offended as soon as he asks us to do something uncomfortable. That rich man was so uncomfortable, and he walked away. He didn't even let Jesus finish telling him what he wanted to tell him. 
he, he said, whoever gives for the sake of gospel will have hundred, a hundredfold return. You're going to get back what you gave plus. And I would think eternity alone with Jesus is enough. I'm afraid to go to hell. I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to miss heaven. And so correct me, change me. You know, we can't do it without him. He said that you can't do anything without me. Without me. So I could just say, okay, I'll do it. But I need your help. I can't do it without you. So Revelation 3.20, Jesus said that he is knocking at the door of your heart. And if you let him in, if you let him in and heed his voice, he's going to come in and he's going to dine with you. It means he's going to hang out with you. He's going to teach you his way. He's going to start showing you how he feels if you care, if you listen. If you keep to your part, he's going to keep to his part. But he's not going to force you. He wants you to want him. Not just what he has to give, but he wants you to want him just because you love him and be willing to give to him. Be willing to lay down your life and say, whatever you need, Lord. Whatever I can do for you, you let me know. You help me to do it, and I'll do it. That's what the prayer is about. It's not a ticket to heaven. It's not. The prayer is about having that commitment to be faithful to him as he is to being the bride of Christ, being his bride. So pray that prayer with me. Jesus, we thank you that you want to come and live on the inside of us, and we're asking you to do that right now. Teach us your way. Help us to be as faithful as you are to us. Back to you. Help us be faithful, Lord. Help us. Don't give up on us, Lord. Help us to make it to heaven. Help us to be that disciple and to do your work and have the confidence to do it and stop listening to the enemy tell us we're not good enough and we can't. Come and live on the inside of us and keep reminding us. Thank you for your faithfulness. You're so good. Love you. He is so faithful to me. I prayed that prayer, and he keeps correcting me. I said, keep correcting me. And he corrects those he loves, Revelation 3.19. He corrects those he loves. And so when you ask for correction, if you're open and you, you want to be counseled, and, and that's what correction is. Counsel, counsels you to have understanding. So you can see what you couldn't see without him. If you want it, if you ask him, he is faithful to do that. He is faithful. He'll be faithful to make sure you make it to heaven if you ask him. All you got to do is ask. You have not because you ask not. So pay attention to him. Don't make him your fair-weathered friend. Don't just go to him when you need something. But be there for him now in his time of need. He is grieving. He is long-suffering. It's not his will that one should perish. And as it is, many are perishing. He wants you to care about that. And we're not ready until we do. We're not ready until we're willing to put our life aside. We're not ready for heaven, and we think we are. There's not one person I talked to who said, well, maybe one or two, actually, who said, but most people say, I'm ready, I'm good, I'm ready for Jesus. Because we're selfish, and we're not thinking about anybody else, not even him, not even knowing what he's going through. How can we say we're a disciple or even a Christian if we don't know what Jesus is going through right now? If you haven't heard him, 
talk to you and tell you what he's going through, then you're not being a very good friend. You're not giving him enough time, or you would know, and he would tell you. So maybe I just called you out a little bit, but better to know the truth now than when it's too late. When he gets here, it's too late to get everything fixed, to be right with him. It's too late, because now's your time of testing. You love him, or don't you? He told me he's separating the sheep from the goats. Do you love him, or is your life just about you? Are you your own God? Do you love yourself with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind? Or did you put yourself aside? Did you humble yourself like he did for him? Did you? If not, hurry up and do it before he gets here. Because once he's here, it's too late. Thank you so much for listening to me. Talk to you soon.